detecting good buying or good selling in my opinion far and away the most important thing to master in wall street is the tape it is possible to see only the tape and nothing else and make a lot of money it is a safety wall and automatic check on everything you do if you understand how to read it my strong belief in this point of view is another compelling reason for my early insistence on active listed leaders the best means for judging the rest is simply not at hand dealing in outside stock on or bond without benefit of an active quote auction market is like firing a steam boiler without a safety valve or running a train with a signal system out of order i marvel at the courage of those who do it but on reflection realize they don't know this danger i am talking from experience i have seen the ups and downs of thousands of accounts the way to learn to read the tape is to try it try it one stock at a time with a small position a very few will have the advantage of knowing someone who understand it most of the books and courses except a few are theoretical in a speech before a group of student in 1955 i have tried to bring this subject more up to date this discussion tape reading today can be found in the post script of this edition one must realize that tape reading and chart reading and all the system based on using the market's own current auction as a forecast of its future are today pretty widespread i mean by that particularly everyone has a smattering knowledge of them of course what everyone know is not worth knowing the appearance of each transaction on the tape ads as it properly should its might to determine the market price one person see a transaction and think it's put there for a reason so he ignores it or does the opposite of what he feels its appearance is intended to suggest another perhaps also thinks he recognizes its character but feels coming as it did that the sponsorship is a strong and worth following in its current stages anyway and a third never heard of a tra- transaction occurring for any reason except that someone wanted to buy or sell he draws still another conclusion how different is the result that in another other line where things are concealed instead of being brought out into the open in any event the first thing to learn about tape reading is the ability to see the difference between indication recorded on good buying or selling and those which are the result of light wasted action this is not an easy thing to do but is nevertheless essential anything one does on the tape is revealing to one who can read it in the old days so called manipulation that is try to make buyer and seller react in a common way was revealing the good manipulator knew that the very impression impression he painted on the tape to draw some buying power would generate a certain amount of selling from those who could really understand what they saw there are times when one will see poor buying but if it is just the start one might want it to follow start along as it sometimes take month to fill all the outside buy orders once the public gets the bite in its teeth on the other hand 
at the point where every last elevator boy is in stock then additional uh, deltry poor buying would be a bad thing to follow indeed my main point is to develop a realistic attitude 99.99% and more of those who try to deal in wall street think they are right and the tape is wrong but it's the tape that is watched by both both the margin clerk and the tax collector stocks that are high and going higher are the good buy stocks that are cheap and going cheap don't interest me from the buying angle statics mentioned above are useful at times and have their place sometimes stock are deadlocked statics are useful in helping to suggest along with other things which way they may break out of that sidewise zone however i class the tape first and indispensable and second accurate information from broker and bank on the kinds of and amount of buying selling loans etc then comes statistical and all the rest back in 1929 i had the privilege of seeing a very extensive report on a listed corporation i think it was reputed to have cost 10000 dollar it was bound in leather the people who had this compiled bought a lot of stock and lied and lost a fortune doing it why because they stressed individual statistics instead of the tape and because they made several other common mistakes such as forgetting the importance of correct timing at a time like 1929 no real tape leader would have committed an error like this i actually bought a client 10000 radio at 110 and i recalled it i thought it was going straight up it did not and we were out at 109 i sold the tape in 1929 and sold stock in time it came about as well as i can recall something like this all stock of course did not reach their best price simultaneously the issues were traded is in not only changed during the year but also narrowed in number thus as this stock stock and began to act badly i was switching into those that will acted well this of itself would eventually resulting in getting out us out altogether but there were other signs ordinary statics were of no use still common look cheap enough about 250 on earning of about 225 share the way those days was invested investment trust one house had a special reputation along that line i forget but i think it was their third issue if any new issue should have been a success it was it but sh- shortly after the offering it was supported by a syndicate bid well or if ever there was a sign of a market that was overbought here it was if people could not and would not buy that what could or would they buy of course they was not all that was not all there were broker trying to keep client from buying more stock because they could not finance them it was things like this that told the top of the market and after the top the tape told the tale of 1930 and 1931 when the oracle were saying all the way down that everything was okay again qualities of the good investor or investment advisor in the preceding chapter i tried to show 
briefly the non-existence of any really ideal medium of permanent investment. My conclusion was that those with surplus current purchasing power who wish to preserve it safely for later use and receive a rental in the meantime had little chance of genuine success. Intelligent holding and well-planned speculation were suggested as more promising alternatives. Holding is unpopular and not as yet understood in this country. It is not always a solution. The thought behind it is that spending a portion of a hard hold periodically as needed will leave the remainder of the hold worth more than say the depreciated purchasing power value of a bond plus interest in an inflation period or the result of investment mistake during deflation. The other alternate of well-planned speculation is possibly even more unsatisfactory because safe investment is usually sought for either truly surplus fund by those active in ordinary profession, business or trades or for protection and income by retire or incapable absentees investors, all of whom either do not know or are not able to keep the close vigil necessary for a well-planned speculation policy. Nothing in my opinion has ever been devised to solve this problem in a wholesale way. Nothing probably ever will be, will be. I said before that the only hope I see for a very small minority of this class lies in either developing the ability themselves or obtaining honest and capable expert guidance. This expert help might come from a friend or it might come from professional sources. My feeling is that it is rather definitely not to be found anywhere on a wholesale scale available to anyone willing to pay the price. I would say that it is more a question of genuine than merely a surplus of statistical or economic facilities or a heavy staffed organization. I think it is also rarely found in the public figure, temporarily followed by the crowd because of a big success. And if by some infinitesimal chances it is found, it is usually is not available as truly successful speculators or speculative managers know that they can really operate successfully only with a relatively small capital. Furthermore, their success make any monetary remuneration offered by intending clients unimportant. I will attempt to list from what I feel are some of the qualifications to see. It is obvious that absolute 100% is Corruptless honesty combined with a real code of ethics is the first requirement. I have already said it required genuine. It takes a flexible mind, not a man with one dominating idea who is forging ahead with the times are in step with time and totally helpless when they change. It takes someone who really appreciates the risk as overconfidence is usually fatal. The man who made a hundred times what conditions normally suggest as feasible in one great deal is ordinarily a poor advisor or manager. He probably made it rushing in where wise, wiser man would not go or through a lucky circumstances of a single track mind operating for a time being in a single direction situation or maybe he was just sharp. In any event, this type generally repeats.
a man's mind must be unbiased and unfettered if he has some necessary goal it will wrap his judgment as profit can be made safely only when the opportunity is available and not just because they happen to be desired or needed if he has some dominating outside interest which result in a bias either or to what is to be done or a frequency of doing it there can be no real success result as the search seems so helpless hopeless the reader might well ask why bring it up the answer of course is that while the nearest approach to the ideal is in fact next to hopeless i do think that much can be done by the thoughtful investor in either training himself to speculation or securing guidance that will greatly improve his result as compared with the average he may gain only by losing less but even that is obviously worth striving for